So um, I was teasing Christian a couple weeks ago because God had kind of been giving me this message over the last several weeks or so, and I said, you were preaching part of my message. <laughs> but um, what, what Christian talked about and what Dan shared in his message and what Terry shared last week and what I feel like the Lord um, has given me, I feel like um, all of it's connected and the Lord is, is saying something to us. So let's all listen up. <laughs> um, but today I want to talk about testimony and, um, and, and kind of get into um, the importance of our personal testimony. So, um, so we're just going to start out with definitions. Webster's Dictionary definition, 1A says that testimony is a solemn declaration usually made orally by a witness under oath in response to interrogation by a lawyer or an authorized official. 2B says firsthand authentic authentication of a fact, evidence. One of the Greek words for testimony is martyrio. It means bear record of, to be a witness, to have good, honest report. And part of our personal testimony or our personal account um, really is our true account of how we got from spiritual death to spiritual life. The Hebrew word for testimony is edu, and I want this on a sweatshirt or a hoodie or something. Um, Christmas is coming. <laughs> yeah, and it means to do it again with the same power and authority. Isn't that great? So every time we share our personal testimony of how we got from death to life, how we shared how who Jesus is, who God is, and his love for us. What we're doing is we it's a prayer and a petition and a declaration. God, do for somebody else what you did for me. Isn't that cool? And, and that's a faith builder. I think it... Um, it empowers us to share our testimony because it's got it. You know, we have been empowered, and God, you know, and it's a prayer. God, do again for what you did for me. Okay, Bill Johnson said, "As we hear what God has done for others, it releases faith that He can do the same for us." So we, when we hear somebody else testify, it's a faith builder in us. Okay. So, as Christians, we're told to build the kingdom of God, to share the good news of Jesus and his plan of salvation. And we have tools in our toolbox for that. And, and our, one of those tools is our testimony. First Peter says, sanctify your heart. For, I'm sorry. First Peter says, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to anyone who asks to give you 
ask you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. And in Romans 10, 14 through 17, and this is the message Bible, and how can they know who to trust if they haven't heard of the one who can be trusted? And how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? That's why the scripture exclaims, a sight to take your breath away. So in order to give our testimony, we need to, get, we need to be prepared. And I think all of these messages that are being given, God, we, we already know that God is stirring something in us and um, getting us prepared. And our testimony is part of that preparation. But when we give our testimony, we really need to know what the word of God says. Because how can you share God's love and what he said is in his word if you don't know what it says? And my children can tell you that I've always told them, you need to read the word for yourself so that you know for yourself what it says. So we needed what it says to know about our Savior and about God's love and how he made a way after the fall of man, after Adam and Eve sinned, he made a way for us to be redeemed. Now, our personal testimony kind of, um, and that being a tool, you know, if we give people scriptures, we're going to meet people who maybe have never been in a church, they've never heard a sermon, they've never read the word, what the Bible says. And so we can give them scriptures, but our testimony puts meat on the bone. When I was a a young nursing student uh, many years ago, (laughs) um, the first semester was pretty, it, I mean, it was all pretty intense, but especially that first semester. Um, a normal college student, full-time college student, carried a minimum of 15 at semester hours. As nursing students, we carried 33 the first semester. It was a lot of information being shoved at us. They were basically trying to get four and a quarter semesters into three. And so one of the classes that we had that first semester was anatomy and physiology and a book about this thick. And it, <laughs> it was a lot of, of and, and every, every instructor gave you 20 pages to read every night, every class, you know. <laughs> so first couple of weeks, we kind of went home and cried, you know. And it was, but anatomy and physiology, it was a lot of, memorizing, you know, memorizing the, all the bones in the body and all the different systems. And it, it was just a lot of information and it was pretty dry, you know, trying to retain all of that. But then we got to the second semester and we had a, cl- a class called Med Surge, Medical Surgical. And what that did is it was a study of 
the diseases and conditions of the body and what systems they affected and how to treat it. So it put meat on the bones. You know, it helped to understand a little better anatomy and physiology. You could apply it. You could see how it worked. And so our testimony does that. You know, where it's, it helps other people to see. It shows how to apply the, the word of God, the scriptures, to our lives. So before I get into, and so what I want to talk about, um, well, we just talked about why we testify. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about who has a testimony and the parts of our testimony. And so before we get into talking about who has a testimony, I want to go over here to my visual aid and um, um, to kind of explain. I've kind of divided our, the parts of our testimony up into three sections or three parts. But if you're a car guy, you know an engine is a part of a car, but there's lots of parts in that engine. Or if you're a pie maker, you have a crust and a filling, but there's lots of things that go into the crust and lots of things that go into the filling. So, but I'm just to simplify it, I'm going to put it in to three parts. So, the cross is a part of our testimony. It's the main part of our testimony, really. But we're going to go over here to, and this we're going to go with my left. So, <laughs> my left of the cross, this is life before Christ. This is life in the flesh. This is the sinful man. This is the before Christ part of our testimony. Okay? The center of our testimony is the cross. It's what Jesus did for us on the cross. The, sec the third part, because our testimony doesn't just end with our before and the cross. There's something on the other side of this. And this is our born-again life, our new creation life. So this is the right side of our testimony. So we're going to talk, get into those here in a little bit. But first we're going to go back to who has a testimony. The answer is everyone who is in Christ. If you are in Christ, if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have a testimony. And we are called to give that testimony, share that testimony. You don't need a platform. You don't need a pulpit. You just need an opportunity. So, some people, because they think... I hear some people say, I don't really have a testimony. And when they say that, they're usually talking about this side of the cross. You know, you may not be a hell, have been a hell's angels for 30 years, and then lightning knocked you off your Harley, and you had a come to Jesus meeting, okay? That might not be your testimony. But you still have a testimony. So. Okay, you may be a person who maybe you didn't grow up in church, 
but you grew up in a pretty nice family. You didn't, there wasn't a lot of trauma or drama, you know, um, nice family. You got good grades in school. You didn't really go out and do a lot of stuff, you know. And so then some, at some point, you heard the gospel presented to you. Somebody shared Jesus with you. Somebody shared with you the need for Jesus. Well, you have a testimony, and you have a very important testimony, because sometimes people like you were are harder to convince of their need for Christ than somebody that's got the hell's angel testimony, because they know their deeds. They know their sin. So your, your testimony is important. You may be the person who grew up in church, but when you got to an adult and maybe you got saved, you rebelled and you became a prodigal and you wandered away from God and you wandered away from church. And then you found yourself eating pig slop and trying to do life on your own. And you thought, you know, we had good meals back in my father's house and I wasn't wearing rags and I wasn't having to handle everything on my own. And so you came back to Jesus. Well, there are a lot of prodigals out there that need your testimony. They need you to come alongside them, put your arm around them and say, I know what it's like to eat pig slop. I know what it's like to do life without Jesus and try to get it all together. Okay, and see what we're really doing for people who, like we were talking about the person, maybe you didn't grow up in church, but you lived a pretty good life. So why do I need Jesus? Why do I need a savior? Well, the truth is that that's being your own God and that's idolatry and that is still sin and you still need Jesus. You might have been the person who you grew up in church. You got saved when you were five, six, seven years old. I was eight. And you watched all your friends grow up and leave God and leave the church and rebel, but you didn't. You stayed, and you stayed faithful. And again, you think, I really don't have much of a testimony, but no, you do. Because there are kids coming up like you, kids growing up, and they need to know your testimony. They need to know that it is possible to walk with the Lord all your days. Samuel was called as a small child and walked with the Lord. He didn't rebel. Your testimony, that purity we need, that's important. You may have grown up in a completely different religion that didn't believe in Jesus, doesn't know Jesus, but somebody came and shared Jesus with you and maybe shared their personal testimony. And you can reach people other people can't because you know what it's like in these other religions. 
you know what the deception is and you know how your eyes got open and you discovered Jesus is the only way. Sharing your testimony is not determined by age. It's not up to those who are older. It's not up to the pastor. It's not up to the elders. It's not up to the Sunday school teacher or the youth pastor. Timothy 4.12 says, let no man despise thy youth. You have a testimony. You can share Jesus with your friends on the playground or in school or wherever. We have, um, we, we knew a family that um, they went to Africa, Africa for a while. Um, they went to, I think they went to South Africa is where they went. And um, they took their four kids with them. And the littlest one, littlest ones were little. I mean, one was like preschool, one was like five. And then they had two older kids. And it was the five-year-old that was laying hands on people and, and people were getting healed. <laughs> So, age does not matter if you know Jesus, okay? You have a testimony. Okay, so we're going to go back to the three parts of our testimony over here to my visual aid. <laughs> Okay, so this side of the cross, you know, and people talk about, well, my kids are just out there working on their testimony, you know, if they haven't come to the Lord yet, and that's true. This side of the cross, you know, that before Jesus' time and, and everything you went through and life on your own, and some of us have some really heavy things in the story on the side of the cross. And sometimes it's hard to share with people that heaviness in our story. But we can still relate to people and we can still share with people, I understand your heaviness. I got, I've had those heaviness too. I understand. But Jesus is working on me. So then we come to, and we're going to get, we're going to come back to this side here in a little bit. The center of our testimony, the cross. And without the cross, without that moment when you came to Christ, when you accepted Jesus personally, because see, you don't, you're not a Christian by just going to church. You're not a Christian just because you heard about Jesus and you believe. You're not a Christian because your parents were Christians or your grandparents are Christians. You're not, a, you're not a Christian. You don't have a testimony just because you go to a certain denomination. It is the cross. Without this, there is no testimony. You have to have personally accepted the price Jesus Christ paid on the cross for your sins. And accept him as Lord and Savior. Without that, there's no testimony. Okay. So. The 
The third part of our testimony, the new life part, the right side of the cross. Because as I said, our story doesn't end from here to here. There's life beyond this. There's the new life. There's the new creation that we are, that we have been created. We, we are a new creation. We're a new person. We're born again on this side of the cross. So when we're leading somebody to Christ, when we're sharing Jesus, when we're sharing our testimony, people need to know because they're like, okay, I'm supposed to get saved. I'm supposed to accept Jesus. I do that. And now what? Do I just go back to life the way it was? No. Part of our testimony is sharing with people that God doesn't leave you over here on the side of the cross. There's something new. There's something more. There's, there's new life. There's new beginning. There's new growth. It doesn't mean we have we don't have trials and don't walk through hard things, but now we've got Jesus and people need to understand that. Yes, the Bible says we will have trials, but we got Jesus. We got Jesus and he said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Okay. So I would submit to you that in this side of the cross, in this side of our testimony, that there comes a time when just like our walk with Jesus grows and matures, so does I think there's a need for our testimony to grow and mature as well. Um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of explain that here a little bit. And we're going to go back over here <laughs> to this side. This side, we kind of sometimes put a lot of emphasis on this side of our testimony, maybe too much. And see, the danger in that is that the enemy would like to keep you over here. He'd like to tell you you didn't get anything. He'd like to tell you you're still this old person because we still do deal with the flesh, you know. That's a process. You know, our spirit gets saved instantly. It is our soul. It is our mind and emotions. That part that we are working out to become more like Jesus. And Jesus is working on us. But sometimes we use this side of the cross to disqualify us from testifying and feeling like we have anything to share because the enemy tries to tell us, you're still here. He'll even put up a movie screen and show home movies of your past. And he'll say, wow, did you really do that? Man, did that person really do that to you? Don't that just make your blood boil, you know? And then pretty soon he's not pointing at the screen. He's pointing at you and says, who do you think you are? And how do you think you can do anything or share any of the gospel with anybody else? Because look at you. But you are not here anymore. You are a new creation. Now, there's a story in the Bible. It's in 2 Samuel. It's in the 20th, 20th chapter. And it kind of gives an illustration of what kind of needs to happen. 
there were two military men. And um, what was going on is that one of them was captain of the, of the army, a captain of David's army. He had been given an order, go gather the army, meet at a certain place, and go put down a rebellion. Well, there was a problem with this guy. He did not show up. He delayed. It doesn't say why he delayed, but he delayed in obeying the order. He delayed in getting to where he was supposed to be, when he was supposed to be there. So the other military guy, he had known this guy, and there's a lot of backstory about who these, these guys were, um, but he had known this guy his whole life, and he had known that this guy was not trustworthy. In fact, he had already been involved in a rebellion against the king. He knew this guy wasn't trusted. He knew he wasn't going to be able to continue to lead the army. So when he does show up, this guy over here puts him to death. And that's what happens at the cross. This old guy that we were, this old person gets put to death at the cross. Okay? So we're supposed to be following Jesus now. But what happens is when we get stuck over here and we, and the devil tells us we're still over here, it's a problem. It keeps us from moving over here and doing what we're supposed to do. And so what happened in the story, because the guy was put to death in the middle of the road. So when the army shows up, here's this guy laying in the road and they recognized him. Well, He's, isn't he who we're supposed to be following? He's the leader. And, and, and the more that they started showing up, it just kind of created a bottleneck and nobody was going where they were supposed to go. So what they had to do is they had to drag the body off the road so that they could move on. And sometimes we got to do that with our past and our former testimony and our, and this side of our testimony. Okay. So we come over here and we begin to mature and we begin to share this part of our testimony. And Dan's story a couple of weeks ago was a perfect example of our testimony on this side of the cross. And it's kind of the discipling side of the cross when we share our testimony. Because God doesn't leave us here. He moves us over here and he begins to work on stuff in us. And, you know, what Dan shared, when he obeyed God, it didn't just set him free. It set his neighbor free as well. Okay? So over here, we share what God is doing in our lives now. And, um, you know, The Chosen, I love that TV show, <laughs> you know, because this is, you know, it's it's a, it's a TV show, but it's about Jesus and his disciples. And there's um, one story when they went to S Samaria, and um, the guy invited them to spend the night at the at his house. And but when he sh when they show up, the first thing he says to him, "Well, I've got five bedrooms, and one of them is haunted by my dead grandmother." And Jesus says, "Oh, I'll take that one." So, <laughs> so the next morning. And um, James and John spent the night in the same room. And so the next morning, Jesus is asking them, how would you sleep? And John says, well, it took me a little while because I, I was 
you know, thinking about what he said about this room being haunted. And Jesus said, oh, it's not, come on, it's not haunted. And then James says, well, why didn't you rebuke him? Well, because, and Jesus said, I don't always deal with everything with new converts all at once. So it's a process. This side of our testimony is a process. People need to, to know that. We need to share those stories. And so what, and Dan sharing that story was a perfect example of this side of the cross. So we need to move over from here to here. What not, you know, not emphasizing so much what God has saved us from. It, I'm not saying don't share, but that's not our focus. Our focus is now. It focuses where we are now and where God is taking us and what he's doing in our lives. And um, I just believe that um, we've, you know, we've just all felt that stirring that God is doing something, that he's preparing us and getting us ready. And um, sharing our testimony doesn't have to wait till people come in. We need to be taking this out there in our everyday walk. And it could start with just a simple conversation, and then that gives you the opportunity. Well, I believe in God, and this is what he's doing in my life, and he can do it for you. I just love that word. Do again in the same power what you did for me, do for somebody else.